the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100 times. Use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. Simply head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. And this delivers, requires up again, and Hoyland sweeps it in! For rock and roll Rasmus, this is becoming a habit. McGuire got big and made it happen, but Hoyland is getting bigger week on week. Bailey is swift, he'll have to be very swift. Oh, got there before him, sure. He's a hurdle to clear as well, but there's Watkins, and here is John McGinn! That's a fabulous save, because that was a vicious hit. Ramsey Moreno has kept on sprinting down his line. McGinn in for Ollie Watkinson. Oh, the smothers. He's done well, the goalkeeper. He's done really well because they've been cut open there, Manchester United. They're playing better. To sweep ball in, and he steered it wide, Ollie Watkins. Oh, they're really exploiting it as well. It's beautiful play. on to it hungry Cash Watkins another twitch them saved he just threw out a palm he didn't save it he just hit him I think what a thought about coming it was stuck goals by Londre five back in by Bailey Mainu. Dallow. Manchester United still the lead. Scott McTominay bounces off the bench and makes the difference again. And what a difference that might be. 
We are rolling and suddenly it's a little bit more fun again to do Bet MEFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow Bet MUFC at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And make sure to check out our website and our app as well. And finally, also be sure to follow my other X account. That one is at LockBangX. That's at LockBangX. Not only do I post free plays up on that account, which is going to be key later on in the show, so be sure you listen to the end for the lock and how you can get it, but I also post my monthly profit and loss spreadsheet because unlike most, I am what we call a tracked and transparent handicapper who has delivered an unparalleled 128, soon to be 129 months in a row of transparent and track profit. I already know it's going to be 129 because we're not going to lose the money we've already made. We smashed the Super Bowl last weekend going 13-5. and five. We are red hot with soccer at the moment. We have landed a string of one-unit plays in the last week. And last night, we destroyed the UFC 298 card as well. But... If you want to see the P&L spreadsheet for month number 128, the latest spreadsheet is always the pinned tweet at the top of the account. And at the moment, the pinned tweet at Lockbank X is the month of January, which was the 128th month of Transparent and Track Profit. And it delivered over £3,000, which is good once converted for just under $4,000, bolstered by 14 units from NFL Futures and an all-time futures record now that stands at over 81%. So if you sign up, never, ever miss a future. If you are interested in sign up and you have questions, shoot me those questions over at LockBangX. But before you do that, I do encourage you to do the research, do your due diligence. The spreadsheets are all on X. In fact, they're more easier to find and they're all put together in the same place over at LockBetting.com. When you look for the spreadsheets, know what you're looking for. And that is impeccable and sensible bankroll management. There's no chasing there. One unit loses, not chased with a two unit play. You won't find three unit or five unit or 10 unit or 20 unit plays there. They won't be disguised as things called whale plays, star plays, play of the uh, play of the month, play of the year, play of the century. None of that nonsense. That's for the monopoly money cappers who have no transparency on X. I have transparency. It's all there for you to see. And as I mentioned, I am contactable. I have my DMs open if you have any questions. At Lockbank X is the place. That's at Lockbank X. So moving on with this edition of BetMFC, as I said right at the top, it's easier and more fun to do when we are winning. Manchester United don't tend to get the praise for that. Obviously, it's more fun for the press and for football fans when Man United are losing. But when we are on this kind of run, people are finding excuses for it. And um, we received a lot of comments saying that we were very lucky against Aston Villa. And if you look at the... um, at the way the game ebbed and flowed. You could say that, but the significant change in that game was putting Victor Lindelof in at left-back. When you lose one of the best left-backs in the world, which Luke Shaw is, I don't personally like Luke Shaw. I don't think Luke Shaw is right for our club, but there's no doubting the talent. Luke Shaw has been criticised by Jose Mourinho, and I really do believe, when I listen to Mourinho's comments, that 
he's talking about Shaw and Martial and maybe even Marcus Rashford and talking about these core of players who are disruptive and perhaps don't have the right mentality for Manchester United. But there's no doubting the talent of Luke Shaw. And perhaps over the last few years, Luke Shaw's got himself right physically and uh, with his injury record, he's still injured now. But I mean, we, we think he should be okay for today, but he is still picking up injuries. But he looks in a lot better shape. He's a lot more consistent. He showed his versatility as well last season, being able to play at centre-back. So perhaps there's a different version of Luke Shaw, but I still believe that when Mourinho speaks, it does carry some weight. And I do believe that Luke Shaw was included in that category, but perhaps a leopard can change his spots. But for me, not my um, favourite player in the team, but there's no doubt about it. He is world-class. And when we took him off, you could see how important Luke Shaw was. Aston Villa were not controlling that game in the first half. Manchester United came in and implemented a strong game plan. And unlike many other away performances where we sit back and allow the other team to dominate, Manchester United actually went on the road and started well, which is encouraging. What's also encouraging is this front three. Marcus Rashford isn't firing, but Ganacho and Hoyland are. And we can only fantasise about what Manchester United would look like and what they could do playing counter-attacking football with a front three all under the age of 23 if we had Hoyland, Garnacho and brought back the inform Mason Greenwood from Hatafe. But that could be a pipe dream. We are living in the era of wokeness. And when you are the biggest football club in the world, you are going to be affected by woke culture and what society and cancel culture heist upon you and um, for that reason I think Manchester United are more likely to initiate the sale of Greenwood rather than put him in a front three which would make Manchester United one of the most dangerous forces in Europe for years and years to come but we do have Jim Ratcliffe now and we're waiting to see the changes that he will make one of the changes that he's obviously made um, is his approach to recruitment. He's going for the best of the best and he's raiding everybody. He wants Ashworth now from Newcastle. And Newcastle themselves are, invoid, are, are involved in a big project, but we don't seem to be bothered. We seem to be finally realising that we are Manchester United and that we can go for anybody that we want to go for and that there is going to be a hook, a draw, more appeal to come in and do a job for Manchester United and taking Dan Ashworth away from Newcastle is going to be a significant piece of business but in saying that it's also going to put someone like Ashworth under the microscope it's very different recruiting for Newcastle than it is recruiting for Manchester United because obviously players can look as good as they can look elsewhere that's probably why we've signed players. Anthony looked like a well-beater when he played for Ajax. But there's just something about putting on the Manchester United shirt. And it's proven too big for many, many players. The list is too long to go through. And you have to be able to not only recruit talent, but you need to have an inside scoop on the mentality of people and know that they are absolutely 100% capable of coming to this club and being able to hit the ground running. Now, with Rasmus Hoyland... He's proving to be somewhat of an exception to the rule. While he did have a great start to the Champions League, which probably kept people's belief in him, and it's probably not the best example, he struggled a lot to score in the league. It took a long, long time to get his first goal against Aston Villa, but now he is in form and he's looking like the player that many people expected. But to add to the weight of the shirt, Rasmus Hoyland was also having to overcome an injury when he first signed for the club and his age. He's 20. So you do need some time. Luckily for him, 
Manchester United were playing so poorly at the time that he really wasn't under the microscope that he'd usually be in for being on that sort of goal-scoring drought. In addition to that, Manchester United's lack of options in that position allowed him the time to carry on playing and carry on playing and carry on playing. And it's a good thing that he did. If Manchester United do manage to secure Champions League football from the start they made to the season, that will be another incredible achievement. Despite the fact that Ten Hag delivered third and a trophy last year, this recovery will stand alongside it and will be an incredible achievement and a plus point for Eric Ten Hag as his uh, two seasons at Man United come to a close. If he's delivered back-to-back Champions League football after navigating through this season, after the start we made, he can easily then point to the injuries and say, look, I told you so. I told you we were plagued with injuries and look what happened when we got our players back. And there'll be nothing that anybody can say about that. There's no denying that if Manchester United do turn it round and um, they do end up making the top four or even the top five, it looks like that English clubs can get through via the top five into the Champions League because it's unlikely that through the coefficient system that they will drop out of the top two, which they need to be in. They are currently in the top two. And uh, as long as um, Arsenal and Manchester City progress in the next round of the Champions League and our clubs continue to do well in the Europa League with our favourable draws, then I do believe that uh, England will stay in the top two and top five will be good enough. We're also going to be encouraged by the fact that Aston Villa are having a little bit of a drop-off at the moment and Tottenham lost yesterday to Wolves as well. So it's looking good for United at the moment, but I have been doing this long enough to know don't count your chickens too quickly. It can only take a couple of games for Manchester United back in a poor run. And suddenly, instead of staring up at fourth, we are looking at seventh or eighth place and the embarrassment of playing in the Europa Conference League once again. So before we move on to uh, listen to Eric Ten Hag and looking ahead to the Luton game, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about the Daytona 500 contest. Enter the free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card and $100 in cash. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. Let me also tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy, over way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. This includes college basketball. This includes NHL and this includes NBA as well. You simply need to pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and you can cash in. You can also win 100 times with some spicy plays as well. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with our promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Terrific away win last weekend. It's another game on the road. How different a test will the game against Luton be? Uh, very different. And we have to go for game to game. Uh, Every game is for us a cup final and definitely this is a big test for us, a big test of character and now we have to prove ourselves on, on Sunday there because it's a very good team um, across the whole season but especially lately they're improving their standards, they're improving their performances, they get good results in so we have to play our best but we are capable of it. That is what we have proven the last couple of weeks where we uh, show good levels. I mean, you're, you're quite right. They were struggling before Christmas. They've shown real fight in the, in the recent weeks. How impressed are you with their, their attitude, their aggression, their fight? I disagree with you. I, think, I don't think they were struggling. Eh? They, were, they, they have done very well across the whole season. I think they almost never lost a game with more than one goal difference. But lately, they improved really 
and I'm I'm impressed. But we don't take so much from it, and we have to look at ourselves. We have to improve our game, and that is also what I said. I was very pleased with the performance, and of course with the results at Villa, and also lately. But uh, we have to make our game better, and we have to raise our standards, and we have and there is room for improvement, and we have to show on on, on Sunday. And what's the team news? Are they any of the injured players returning? Any absentees back involved? We're hoping for a look show, and I think it looks positive. But in this moment, I I can give I can't confirm if he can start or not. Uh, but um, I don't think he will be a long time out. That that is the most positive after Sunday. And from the others, they are not returning. Um, but uh, some positives are there. Uh, Tyrone Malasia, Mason Mount, uh, they are now in the in the right direction. Let's say like this and. Aaron Bissaka, yeah, he has had another setback and he will fell out for a couple of weeks. You've had some really impressive performances from individuals recently. When a player like Scott does so well off the bench, how hard is it as his manager to, to not start him and to, to keep using him in that way? Uh, he is, I think he's for every game, he's a consideration and he's doing it across the whole season. Uh, he's performing very good. He scored so many goals, but not only scoring so many goals, he's giving also in other areas the team a lot. Yeah, and also for Sunday, uh, he's a consideration. Your team is doing its job right now. If you keep doing the job, will that put pressure on Villa and Spurs, the teams just above you, in the race for those Champions League spots? Uh, but we have to look at ourselves, and we have to catch up. We know that. And so we are dependent on them, but there are many games to play. Eh? But we have to win every game. So every game for us is a final. So get the right focus, get the right levels and get the points and then we will see. Yeah, we went with a, uh, a one-to-one interview that Tenag did this week rather than that repetitive press conference. And um, I think we didn't get much more out of it, but it was a little bit shorter to listen to. Got an update on Luke Shaw. Got some um, feedback regarding Scott McTominay and his role with the team at the moment as he does keep coming on from the bench and doing well. He is scoring goals, but where does he fit in? Does he get in ahead of Bruno? No. Does he get in ahead of Maynou? No. Does he get in ahead of Casemiro? No. The midfield is actually clicking at the moment. Maynou's been really good for Casemiro and Bruno's Bruno, so it's very difficult to bring Scott McTominay into the team. But obviously, you're going to get diplomatic answers from uh, football managers, as you did just there. We're going to move on to looking at the game between Luton and United. Before we do that, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app now or visit hfbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Moving on to looking at Luton and Manchester United. Now, I'm surprised by the prices here for this game. I thought that after a recent run, Manchester United would be a stronger favourite to win this game because the bookies always are expecting to take money on Man United. They're kind of like the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. Everybody wants to bet on them. They are heavily supported. You also get a lot of support and money when they're playing. But I think we're getting a very nice line here with Manchester United being available at 10 to 11. 
minus 110 on the money line. More widely available at 5 to 6 minus 120, but I am seeing 10 to 11, so I'll jump on that. It's 3 to 1 on the draw, and Luton here are a 27 to 10 underdog. Obviously, this is a difficult place to go to, and clubs have definitely struggled with the setting when they've gone to Luton Town. But I think United will be aided by what they've done in the FA Cup. Now, I understand that Luton are a better team than Wigan and Newport, but United don't have to psychologically overcome the the small ground, the intimacy of it, and all of these obstacles and these perhaps psychological obstacles that other teams need to overcome and adjust to. Is it a shithole? Yes. Is it a Premier League ground? No. Will Man United be facing an intimidating atmosphere? Yes. But have Man United faced that in round three and four in the FA Cup? And can they use that to advantage here? Yes, they can. They're also catching Luton off quite a bad loss against Sheffield United at home. Luton have also suffered five losses in six meetings with the top six this season. So despite the fact they've been competitive, the facts stay at the end of the day. They haven't come away with the points. United also come into this one in strong form. They've won five of the last six, including a three-game winning streak. United have also been winning this type of particular fixture. They've won five of their six visits to teams in the bottom 10. So this is the type of game that Ten Hag's team have been winning and getting the job done. And I see nothing different here for Manchester United against a Luton team who have been very, very competitive, but they have lost seven of their 12 home league games this season, while Man United do tend to win this fixture. And they are particularly good under Ten Hag against promoted clubs, where Ten Hag has won each of his nine meetings with promoted clubs. So he's carrying in a nine-match, 100% record against promoted clubs here for this game. So we are going to take United to win it. I think Man United will win this game. I do believe that there will also be goals in this game. I'm not confident enough to take United to keep a clean sheet yet. So I do believe we'll need to score a couple. United have just three clean sheets in their 15 competitive games and face a Luton side that have scored in 11 successive Premier League games with BTTS cashing in nine of those games. Now, some of the games we haven't kept clean sheets this season have been down to Andre Anana, but I wanted to talk about Anana as a huge positive last weekend. If Anana continues to perform like that, if he cuts out the mistakes and he uh, continues to be an asset, then this looks like the Andre Anana that we signed from Inter Milan. This looks like the Andre Anana who was in the team of the season for last year's Champions League, and it looks like the Andre Anana that Eric Ten Hag had for Ajax. Uh, although, just saying that, Anana is only recently coming off quite a bad African Nations campaign. So you just never know. You don't want to jump the gun. You don't want to jump the gun with anything. You don't want to jump the gun with Anana. You don't want to jump the gun with praising any player, be it Hoyland, Garnacho, even Harry Maguire, who's playing better as of late. You don't want to jump the gun with anything with this team. But so far, so good at the moment. And I do believe Man United will continue to win here in a game where I believe they'll be forced to score two goals still because the defence is still far from perfect. As for your lock on the show, I'm going to tweet it out. Um, my son is back doing the TikToks for lock betting and you'll find a TikTok video posted to at LockBangX. 
That's at LockBettingX. That's where you'll get your official lock here for the show. So make sure you check it out. Follow, like, and retweet the tweet when you see it. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.